Good evening and welcome to this edition of the John and Leah Show. This is the program where we talk about the news of the week, the events of our often bizarre lives, and where we provide you with a three-hour oasis of honesty and rationality in the desert of insanity and deceit, which is the American media, political, and cultural landscape. My name is John Ziegler. Very glad to be joined by my co-host, Leah Brandon, who is back after you know, another week off last week. Uh, this one was a, apparently a little... <laughs> hey, we've noticed you've been gone a few times this summer, Leah. But uh, hey. but apparently you're, you're set to go for the rest of the year. So we're excited, I am. excited about that because, of course, it's... You know the real year is about to begin where you are in Alabama. It's called football season. So now <sighs> we now we get serious. Now now, now things actually Thank matter. Thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the, the stuff the stuff about summer that's all irrelevant. Now we get to the real stuff. Um, but you were actually here uh, where I do the show in yes. Southern California last week, and I'm curious how your trip went. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, I had an absolute baggage nightmare. My bags went everywhere except for where they were supposed to go. So it started out really rough. Uh, however, my brother, uh, his name is Spencer. Spencer went hiking that weekend. So I really had no one to hang out with, but hmm. the beauty was that he went hiking with Scott Eastwood. So Clint Eastwood's son. Correct. Correct. That's his best friend. They grew up in Carmel together. They've known each other forever. So they You've were never mentioned this... this, by the way. I've never heard of this before that you have. This... Oh, yes. He shows up at the weddings. He really wants to be a, a member of the family. He's this you is know, your he... brother. Yes. Okay. Yes. He's tied with the Eastwoods. Okay. Yes, with Scott Eastwood. All right. Uh, and so Spencer had promised to take Scott to Yosemite Park. Okay. So that was the weekend. So I'm like, oh, God. Gosh, this is going to be horrible. Well, Spencer left me his car, uh, and then he told me that Scott Eastwood has a place that's minutes from Del Mar, as opposed to having to fight all the traffic. Okay. I for, ended for the up... record, for, hold on a second. People don't understand why you were even there to begin with. You were oh. there to go to a, a, a horse race because you're obsessed with California Chrome, who that almost won the Triple Crown a couple of years ago, and he was racing again at Del Mar in yes. Southern California. So go ahead, yes. continue with your story. Yes, so he was at Del Mar. So in order for me to get there, I would have to fight the traffic. But, uh, no, I ended up staying at Scott Eastwood's apartment sleeping in his bed okay. <laughs> <laughs> using so, his shower so that's where i spent the weekend and not only that but i had a terrible ticket i mean behind a post it uh -huh. was horrible okay the other guy that spencer took hiking with him another friend of scott eastwood's his father actually owned horses down at Del Mar, and he invited me, of course, to come sit in his box after he took me on a backside tour. So that worked out well. <laughs> so, And by the way, for, for those who don't know, not only is Scott Eastwood Clint's son, but he's like super hot, right? I mean, like, yeah, he he, is. He's, he's like a model hot. and an act. I mean, she's going to do basically whatever he wants to do. But um, yes. but he's very, very popular with the women folk. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, the so, surfer. So, and so now that. you can claim plausibly. <laughs> I slept in you, Scott Eastwood's bed. All right. And not only that, but more importantly, California Chrome won easily. Oh. And yes. apparently you won your, your bet, correct? You, you, I you, did. You won some I money did. at the track. I did a pick, 
pick four and a pick three. Uh, pick four in Saratoga won that one. Pick three right there won okay. that one too. Right. That makes me very, very nervous, Leah Brandon. Why? You get nervous when I'm losing. Yeah, well, that's going to happen <laughs> shortly. Having nothing to do with you or whoever's giving you your tips. It's just the reality of that's betting fine. in general and horse betting in particular. Okay. I, I just don't want you to be uh, – quit while you're ahead, Leah. <laughs> That's that's my advice, and so that I can later on tell you I told you so. Not right. that I would ever do that, but um, <laughs> that's just the the record. Uh, by the way, you know, there's a couple other instances loosely uh, sports related. A couple other stories uh, that have uh, dominated this weekend that uh, also loosely relate to sports and even to football that we've just uh, referenced is starting up. This Colin Kaepernick story. Uh, the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, who was a hot deal a couple of years ago when they yeah. made the Super Bowl, but since then has really fallen on hard times on the playing field. He's not even, I, I believe, he's not even going to be the starter, at least at the beginning of the season for the 49ers. He's made a, a huge to-do, which is bizarre considering his vulnerability on the field. You would think you wouldn't do this when your career is not at, the, at its height. Uh, but he did not stand for the the national anthem during their last uh, preseason game, the most recent preseason game. This has created an enormous controversy, probably overblown because, I mean, my gosh, all he did was you know, not stand up during the national anthem, something I don't agree with. I'm a free speech advocate. He can do what he, he – if he wants to be a jackass, go ahead and be a jackass, and we can treat him like he's a jackass. Right. Uh, that's how I, I feel about it. But this thing has become a big to-do – uh, he, he is now, apparently he gave a press conference or an interview uh, with reporters today, and he has ripped both Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. <laughs> so, and of course the police, you know, the, the nation's police are racist, according to Colin Pat Kaepernick. We're living in right. an oppressed nation because he's kind of black, and therefore, uh, you know, he's been very oppressed by this country. He's he's made millions, I can tell. millions and millions of dollars by playing a game. And he's very oppressed. He wants everyone to know this, and it's the police that are systematically oppressing people of color. And until things change, he will not stand for the national anthem, which, of course, you know. No, that that makes no sense. Well, what, well, the part of it that I find fascinating is, so is there going to be like a Kaepernick watch now on a week-to-week basis, whether he stands for the national anthem? And if, if he does, does that mean our problems are resolved? Exactly what are his demands to stand for the national anthem? I, that I'm not certain of, but it's. It's a, Maybe it's, he sees this because he's uh, his his talent is going away. Maybe he thought that this would be a good PR move for him. Yeah, but he wouldn't be ripping on Hillary Clinton. He actually basically said she belongs in prison today. So he he, he must be an idiot. He's like Ryan Lochte level of intelligence. If he <laughs> if if he doesn't realize if you're going to take this stand, you got to go lockstep. It's got to be anti-Trump, pro-Hillary, <laughs> anti-police, pro-black. Then you might get away with it. But you He's can't had be, a few concussions. You can't be saying Hillary should be going to jail. That doesn't cut it. You've lost all, almost all of your media protection at this point. So that's been the big story. Unfortunately, way overshadowing. In fact, on Twitter right now, one of the top trending items is, I support Kaepernick because. Oh, God. Which is just so depressing and so such an indication of how screwed <sighs> we are as a nation, not to mention how pathetic Twitter can be. Being totally lost in the sports world is, I mean, I'm talking completely lost in the sports world is the fact 
that the United States won the Little League World Series today, which hardly ever happens anymore. It happens about once every five or six years. A team yeah, I from that one. A team from New. Of course you did. You because there was there was no. Uh, you know maybe if they had a, a black girl picture like that's uh, right. Monet Davis, that's right. then you would have heard about it. Or Correct. you know maybe if they had a transgender catcher, then then <laughs> then we would hear about it. But these are all white kids who are not from terribly poor backgrounds in suburban New York. So we're no, not going to hear anything about. About this, uh, the ratings on this will suck. Uh, nothing on Twitter. Let's move on uh, to uh, you know people who won't stand for the national anthem, even though it was an amazing, awesome uh, game, and they defeated uh, South Korea against all odds. So go USA! All right, we got tons to get to on this edition of the John and Leah Show as we recap the news of the week. We'll start that when we come back on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website, which I urge you to check out, is www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. Uh, we uh, will begin this uh, program with our weekly look at the race for the White House 2016. And Leah, when you were gone last week, I talked quite a bit about the trial balloon that the Trump campaign was uh, putting out there. That yes. all of a sudden, the... Uh, the central position, the most uh, primary and most important position, at least according to many conservatives, that Donald Trump uh, made famous during the primaries, which was his very strong stance against illegal immigration, might be undergoing a radical change. And I know a lot of people who listen to this program were very curious to hear what your take was going to be on that. So before we get into your opinion, which I think we'll probably be able to get a, get a sense of, <laughs> by the way that you report on this, give us a recap of the week that was with regard to Donald Trump and his immigration stance. Okay, well, look, there's so much involved in here. I'm just going to hit the high points and let you fill in the details. Basically, his immigration plan has changed, and we did first get wind of it when his campaign chief said that a deportation force was still to be determined and that Trump might not deport the 11 or so million illegals in the country. That was a regular talking point at rallies all during the primary, and still, it's his signature stance. Trump also appeared this week with, with Sean Hannity in Austin, Texas, at a town hall. I've had very strong people come up to me, really great, great people come up to me, and they've said, Mr. Trump, I love you. But to take a person that's been here for 15 or 20 years and throw them and the family out, it's so tough, Mr. Trump. I mean, I've ha I have it all the time. It's a very, very hard thing. So, so I got to look, this is like a poll. There's thousands of people in this room. Who wants those people thrown out? Now, who wants them? Who wants them? Well, we know that the so-called deportation force is out. Uh, Donald Trump and his spokesperson, Kellyanne Conway, have both said this week any deportations that happen will be done through the normal means. They're talking ICE, local law enforcement. But also Trump 
talked with Anderson Cooper. So if you haven't committed a crime and you've been here for 15 years and you have a family here, you have a job here, will you be deported? We're going to see what happens once we strengthen up our border. We're going to have a strong border, as strong as any border there is anywhere in the world. We're going to have a real wall. We're going to have tremendous protection, both technological protection and everything else. And then we're going to see what happens. But there is a very good chance the answer could be yes, we're going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. So... Finally, this exchange with Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday and Kellyanne Conway, where he grills her on what exactly is going to happen with the deportations. Clear this up for me. Is Donald Trump saying that if someone has come into this country illegally, so they broke the law, but they have broken no laws since then, is he still going to deport them or is he going to let them stay? So what he has said is very consistent, Chris. Number one, and this is important, the signature piece of his legislation has, and his campaign has always been build the wall. That has not changed. Build the wall. No amnesty. No citizenship. If he said in the campaign, and he said it on the debate stage, I was there as one of the moderators, I'm going to set up a deportation force and all 11 million people who have come into this country illegally have to go. Do they or don't they? That we need to have a fair and humane way of addressing the fact that 11 million, or we don't even know the number, illegal immigrants live among us. He wants to find a fair and humane way, and if you enforce the law and you deal with those agencies that already exist to enforce the law, then we'll see what we've got. Now, Trump was supposed to give a big speech on immigration this week. That didn't happen. It's been postponed. (laughs) Indefinitely. And um, all right, there's so much to talk about with regard to this, and I'm, I can't wait to get your full opinion on this, although we only have a couple minutes left in this segment. Let, let me first give my very quick take, and, and that is that I'm not remotely surprised by this at all. We've talked uh, ad nauseum for the last year about how virtually everything Trump says is up for negotiation, including, as you referred to it, his signature stance against illegal immigration. I mean, we hear it out of his own mouth. I'm very capable of changing to anything I want to change to. I mean, this is a guy <laughs> This is a guy who, in 2012, made comments that could easily be interpreted as believing that Mitt Romney was too harsh on illegal immigration and his plan. Right. In 2013, and this might be the most amazing of the, of the thousands of amazing things in this crazy campaign. To me, the most underrated thing that, that no one has even mentioned. I'm not even sure you know about this because I haven't even mentioned this. In 2013, Donald Trump wrote a column, although I doubt he actually wrote it, but it was in his name, wrote a column for CNN.com, which the entire basis of the column, 2013, was that there should be no borders across the whole world. We should have no borders at all. And this is the guy who runs and wins the Republican nomination in 2016 being Mr. Border, Mr. Deportation Force, Mr. I'm against illegal immigration. So it didn't surprise me at all that once we got to the general election and he's behind, that he would make a rather dramatic shift. Although we still don't know. that, And, and frankly, we don't know. That's the part that is most amazing to me. It's, it's bad enough to, to abandon your signature stance, but to make it so muddled you have no idea what it actually is, in my mind, is actually worse. Now, I, I can't wait to find out Leah Brandon's stance, which we'll do when we come back on the John and Leah Show.
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. This is our weekly look at the race for the White House 2016. A topic which we do each week and which at times has caused quite a bit of tension and consternation between me and Leah Brandon. Uh, because we come at this at uh, distinctly different perspectives. Basically, my view on Donald Trump has been from the beginning that he was going to either directly or indirectly cause Hillary Clinton to be elected because he is general election poison. And that because I did not trust him and I saw him as a liberal Democrat who was uniquely unqualified for the position, I didn't really have any strong belief that he would be any better than Hillary Clinton. And in fact, Republicans would get the blame if he somehow got elected and was nearly as much of a disaster as as I anticipate he would be as president. On the other hand, Leah Brandon, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you did not support Trump during the primaries. You you were a Cruz slash Rubio person. Yes. Which I respected. uh, I disagree. Way more Cruz than Rubio, but... I did see that Rubio would be the guy who could be elected. Right. And you were correct about that. And um, and then in the general election, you're still, or at least last we spoke, strongly Trump, largely because if for no other reason, then your number one issue is illegal immigration and that you believed that Trump could not possibly retreat from his very famous. I- and I'm sorry. No, I never said that he wouldn't retreat from it. Okay, I was trying to but, surmise, but okay. You, why don't you tell me what your position was? Okay, and what, here's, here's my position. Now, once again, I must remind you and everyone mm-hmm. that it's more about Hillary Clinton than it is about Donald Trump. Uh-huh. It has always been more about Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm alone when <laughs> no, I, I say... I hear that only 100 times a day, so yeah, okay. no, you're not alone. <laughs> I but, don't Hillary, think I'm, but Hillary, but right. Hillary, but Hillary! Well, yeah. we know, we know, you said yourself just before the break, we're still not sure what this immigration plan is. No, no, However, yeah, I, no, no I, we actually, here's the immigration plan, here it is, right here. Believe me. Okay, there it is, that is <laughs> okay. the Donald well, Trump immigration plan. Okay, here's what his spokesperson said that is the most important thing to me on immigration. Build the wall. That has not changed. Build the wall. Build the wall. I am not stupid enough to believe that there's any way we could ever deport anyone who's here in this country. Mm -hmm. There's just no way. It's going to go through the... uh, There will be lawsuits filed. It's, It's gone too far. But... We sure can keep the new ones out. And until that wall is not going to happen for sure, I'm sticking. Okay, well, that's fine. But you know what? Even Leah, Leah, I I hate to break this to you. We're not going to have a wall. There's not going to be a wall. Right. There's never there was never going to be a wall. The uh, yeah, wall, I know. The, the wall is I know that. Just a but way they're to still people. saying it, so I'm just whoa, 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 I'm going to go with it. Whoa, hold on a second. But even if whoa, 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 whoa. You just acknowledged you know there'll be no wall, yet it's the yeah. primary reason why you're su- still supporting Donald Trump. Can well, you please explain that to me? Well, because we were supposed to already have one up. No, 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 no. Leah, you <laughs> just acknowledged that the wall is a lie, which yes. is, that's what it is. It was a, nothing but a marketing tool to stir up what Donald Trump believed to be enough of the base during the primaries where he could get traction 
And it, 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 I think it went for much further than he ever even anticipated and was much more successful because I don't think he anticipated getting $2 billion in free advertising from the, the news media, especially from the conservative news media. But, but that's a whole other story for, for another day. The reality is you are acknowledging that the wall is a lie, yet it's the central no, reason you support him. I'm I acknowledging I, the wall is probably not going to happen. <laughs> so then what? I don't, under, I don't get it. Help, okay, help let me, me explain understand. it to help you one more time. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Please, t- please try Let to me help. explain it to you one more time about okay. immigration. Uh-huh. There is no one who is going to be worse than Hillary Clinton At, on immigration. Uh, hold on. Hold on. That's not true. You know who will be no. worse? You know who will be worse? I mean, sincerely, Donald Trump will be worse. And let me explain. No, he will not. No, he, absolutely, he will be worse. Uh-uh. And, uh, let me explain She's why. She's going to executive hold. order people. You, you, you want to let, let me finish? Here's why Donald Trump will be demonstratively worse on illegal immigration should he somehow get elected than Hillary Clinton. Here's why. If Donald Trump gets elected somehow, all right, then he will, there will be no political cover for Republicans to buck him on his number one issue. Therefore, whatever he wants, as long as it's, in, in a liberal form, is going to, if not pass, have a very, very good chance of passing with Republican votes and with probably some help from Democrats because I think they know he's actually one of them. And so what's going to happen here is you're going to have a far greater likelihood of a gang of eight bill passing under Donald Trump than you ever would in a million years under Marco Rubio, who would have no political cover on the right, or under a Hillary Clinton administration where the Republican Senate and the Republican Congress would but, would, would put their bodies in okay, front of her to prevent are, her from doing this. Gosh, hey. you are... Ziegler, why are you living a fantasy uh-huh. where you believe we're going to have a Republican Congress? Okay, if well, Hillary Clinton is the president, there's no way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a second. You might be right about How the Senate. How is it possible? You, you might be right about the Senate. However, you're not right about the Congress. We've not, we've, the Congress is, the House of Representatives is not lost as of yet. And it still could be. Trump might be that bad. It's possible. But the reality is there's a much better, we, there's a much better chance, a much better chance of an immigration bill that you would despise passing under a President Trump than there ever would be under a President Hillary with any semblance of legitimate Republican uh, defense in the Senate. Hillary's or not planning in the House on passing legislation. She's okay. planning on doing and, executive and, orders. And, and what? And, and, and Leah, the Republicans let them get away with it every yeah. time. Well, they don't have any flipping choice because the media is in the, in the tank. But the reality, the reality is, Leah. What is it? What is it that that President Obama has done that is so has so radically altered our already catastrophically broken illegal immigration system? In the eight years that he's been in office, what has he what has he substantively done that has radically altered anything? I he mean, the, has tied the hands of Border Patrol. Uh, he has said, "Look at all of the uh, unaccompanied children coming over here okay. from every single place." We know that we have right. caught just how many a 
thousand in the past year coming from terrorist country. What there is no enforcement. Okay. There is nothing going on. Uh, okay. In fact, the border okay. patrol people have said over right. and over in front of Congress the that they don't, can't. The stats don't say that, but okay, I guess we're gonna live in we're gonna live in Breitbart Drudge Land here. Okay, but so I, so, I don't so, go to Breitbart so, or Drudge so, anymore. Or, or whoever the hell you're getting your information from. But here's here's the reality. Yeah, Jeff Sessions. Here, here, How about that? Well, yeah, the guy the guy who <laughs> I guess you, we can't the guy who you, the guy who you trusted the guy who you trusted was gonna have so much influence on Trump and now has no influence. As Trump says, you know what about that deportation force? Forget about that. And by the way, not only is the politics working dramatically against you on this notion that somehow Trump will be better than Hillary, the actual policy works against you, too, because I a thousand percent agree that it was never remotely realistic to deport anybody. Forget about Forget about the good guys and the bad guys. This good guy, bad guy thing is flat-out fantasy on his part. It is a fantasy that you can separate the good guys from the bad guys. He's been saying all week, you know, the police, the border patrol, they all know who the gang leaders are. They all know who the bad guys are. I'm going to get rid of them starting an hour after my administration starts. That is a fantasy. That is a fairy tale. You, you, even if you did know, quote unquote, who the bad guys are, that's not enough to actually get a deportation order. I mean, this is all a fairy tale, just like the deportation force was to begin with. You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? It's the reality is Trump is a con man. He doesn't believe in any of this. He duped Sessions. He duped the primary uh, base of the Republican Party. He is nothing but a con man. And so he will abandon any and all of this if, in fact, he ever got elected because it will not be politically possible. The wall, Leah, is unbelievably unpopular and incredibly expensive. It is up to, by his own admission, by his own admission, which is undercutting it dramatically, the wall will cost $10 billion, okay? There is no way, there is no possible way he's going to get, especially if the Democrats are in charge uh, of Congress, $10 billion, which is not probably half of what it would cost. Independent estimates indicate $26 billion to um, several years to, to build this thing. And by the way, without the deportation force, so you still got, I believe, about 20, maybe 25 million illegal aliens living here. I'm no, sure it's tw- way higher than that now. Whatever it is. it's way, the, I hate the 11 million number because that is just completely bogus. It's, it was 11 million when we worked together how many years you're ago? right, exactly. <laughs> a, de- a decade ago. And we didn't believe it then when we were at Camp yeah. in Los Angeles. I mean, there's, <laughs> really, 11 million in so- there's 11 million in Southern California. They're having I mean, a bazillion kids and right. the number never goes up. And my wife is teaching them. So, I mean, trust me, I've seen them <laughs> firsthand. The, the, real- the reality here is that without the, any sort of deportation, which is never going to happen, the wall, even if you somehow built it, which you're not going to, which you've acknowledged, is not that worth that much. Because you already got 20 to 25, maybe 30 million in here, plus mo- millions more overstaying their visas, and which no one ever talks about. This is, you, this is an all-or-nothing proposition. Once you give an inch on illegal immigration, it it's turned, over. It's over. It turns into a mile because there's no way to separate the good guys and the bad guys. There, there is. It's a fantasy. It is a fantasy to say, well, we're going to get back taxes and you're going to learn English. 
How are you going to enforce that? No, they're that? not. You know, never. No, they're not. Never. 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 Well, wait, never. Are they going to give back the earned income uh, tax, tax cre- credits well, most of these, that they've been getting? Most of the illegal aliens are paid in cash. How the hell? How the hell are you going to figure out what they owe in back taxes? <laughs> By the way, especially when you're a candidate who won't reveal his own taxes. I mean, how how is he going to have the moral authority to somehow get millions of illegal okay. aliens to, All right. to tell us okay. what their taxes were in years they were paid in cash? I mean, too early to get. This wound up. It's just insane. The whole thing is insane. We've lost. lost. All right. We got to take a break. Good. Gosh. Ziggler, you don't think he's going to win? Calm down. No. Wait a minute. Hold on. (laughs) You don't think he's going to win? Why are you upset? Well, a couple of reasons. I don't like when people lie to me. And, and, and his this lie got him oh the nomination, Leah. This lie is why Hillary Clinton is going to be the next president of the United States. This lie is why Marco Rubio isn't okay. the candidate. That's why right. I'm upset. Okay. Okay. And by the way, okay. you know, I'm still giving Trump about a 5% chance of winning. So you're telling me there's a chance. This is the Free Speech 5%. Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Uh, Leah, I just want to make sure that I, I fully grasp what's going on here now. We're not 100% sure what uh, Trump's new position on illegal immigration is. He's making it up as he goes and not. But because he's standing by the wall, which you acknowledge is very unlikely to happen, you're still sticking with Trump. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm right on that. Is that accurate? Oh, I'm not going to Clinton. That's okay. for sure. All right. That's, well, I'm not asking you to. I'm, I'm, just, right. I'm just I'm just telling to... you, no matter how many times you come back to me, I will never go in the Clinton direction. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I, I, and, and just for the record? Did you not see what happened this week? I mean, just, my just, God. With, with regard to what? Hillary Clinton. <laughs> which which part? <laughs> I mean, we're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, gonna, exactly. No, but which, 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 I'm just exactly. curious. What are you referring all of it. to? All of all it. All of it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, we'll, we'll get to what went on with Hillary in the next hour. Um, for the record, this is for the record. Not that you're gonna believe me, even though I'm almost always right. The best option we have at this point on illegal immigration would be Hillary Clinton with a Republican Senate and a Republican House. That's the best shot we got because at this point, Trump has proven he will sell us down the river. He's actually a liberal on this issue. It was all a scam. It was all a con. And he's just as I've said, he's a liberal Democrat who has pulled off the greatest scam in the history of modern politics. Uh, and, I don't think that's an option, though. I don't think we're going to have a Republican Senate and and Congress. I really don't. I think we're going to be in serious, serious trouble if Hillary is the president. I haven't given up. I hope. think people are going to stay home. They're going to stay home. They're not uh, going to come out to vote down ballot. Uh, well, we're that not would, that smart. Uh, uh, you and I will talk we'll more just about stay that. Home. As, we'll just We'll talk more about that as, as the weeks uh, get closer to November the 8th. All right. Now, one of the more humorous things that happened this week with regard to this apparent shift in 
Donald Trump's immigration plan is that Ann Coulter chose this oh, wow. week <laughs> to come out with a book. I mean, this is— this Of all is, days. Right. I mean, you, you couldn't make this up. This is like The Onion, the uh, parody news website, which I'm convinced <laughs> is going to go out of business because you just cannot parody the news anymore. Uh, she came out with a book entitled In Trump We Trust. Yep. Now, now, first of all, the idea that a supposed conservative, as Ann Coulter supposedly is, although I, I question that, I think she's all about Ann Coulter, is coming out with a book replacing God with anybody's name. Forget the fact that it's a liberal con man named Donald Trump is flat out bizarre. Uh, but the, considering the fact that Ann's number one issue, much like your number one issue, is illegal yeah. immigration. And she has said publicly that's the only issue she can. I think she said he could perform late term abortions in the Oval Office. And if he didn't back down on illegal immigration, she would still be thrilled with him. That's a, right. almost a direct quote. Oh, yeah. From from Ann Coulter. So she comes out with the book and it, during the exact same time period when it's obvious that he's more than willing to sell everybody on our side down the river on the issue of illegal immigration. And of course, you know, Ann Coulter, if she had any semblance of credibility or any character or any principle, she would at that point have abandoned Trump. Well, she did for a couple of hours. She said, this is, this is, you know, unacceptable. This is depressing. Uh, This could be the shortest book tour in history. I think she gave uh, one interview or that quote. And then all of a sudden, I think she realized that she had boxed herself into a corner that there's no place for her to go, no way for her to save this book, no no future unless she. Why would she come out with this book this late in the process? Well, because like because if it, if it was earlier a year ago, okay, but now well because it's her her entire she's not about impacting elections. She's about making money and and increasing the profile of Ann Coulter. And there's millions of Trumpsters out there who are going to buy a book in Trump We Trust uh, in the middle of, of this very intense election season. Mm-hmm. So from a from a monetary standpoint, it makes perfect sense. But, but what happened is she sold everything that was left of her soul with that title and the subject matter and to right. latch herself onto Donald Trump. And then she had... Timing that was so horrendous that even her buddy Rush Limbaugh, I don't know if you saw this, literally laughed at her on the air. I mean, and, and Rush and Ann are tight, and Rush is laughing at her for the timing uh, of the book launch with regard to the issue of illegal immigration. Now, I've only met Ann a few times in any substantive manner. All of them were through Andrew Breitbart. I don't know if you remember, but Andrew Breitbart brought Ann Coulter into the uh, little closet studio that KFI had jettisoned me to in the last year of uh, um, our tenure together at KFI in Los Angeles. And Ann Coulter did about an hour-long interview with me there. An interview that apparently went so well, (laughs) depending on your perspective, that my girlfriend at the time, now wife, called me on the way home, pissed off, thinking that uh, Ann Coulter and I were going on a date together after the the show. I think it had more to do with... With uh, my my now wife's jealous tendencies than it does anything having to do with uh, Anne and I, although I did go uh, to a couple dinners with her. In fact, now that I think about it, the, the last time we ever spent together, but she didn't eat anything, right? Oh, no, no, she's no, like she, a mega chain smoker. Well, well, that's exactly right. What I was going to say is, my, my the last time we spent together was with Andrew Breitbart at CPAC, and and Ann Coulter was basically on my lap as we were in a uh, a diner. But she's so light, I could barely even feel her. 
Yeah. Uh, her legs are just bones. Sticks. And all mm-hmm. she does is all night long is just eat Nicorette gum. I mean, she's an addict with Nicorette gum. And uh, I've never been particularly impressed with her as a person or as a commentator. I've been on television with her at least one time. As I said, I've interviewed her in, in a closet <laughs> one time. Um, but to me, she is the quintessential example of somebody who, if she was on the left, the left would make sure she got erased. She wouldn't exist anymore because they know she's bad. But bad for winning elections. Our side, it's all a scam. It's a racket. Our media doesn't give a rat's ass about winning elections. It's a business. It's not a cause. And Ann Coulter is the personification of that. And she's probably going to make money from this damn book, even though it ought to end her career. But that's the bizarre world we're living in. Hour number two coming up next on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.